0: Scott Hamilton with Rockfile Radio, very, very excited to be at Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale tonight because one of my favorite bands, this is a personal favorite band, Leprous is in town. They're playing with some other great bands. You've got to get down to Revolution. And I'm sitting here with Tor, the guitar player, original member. He's a founding member and songwriter, and and I'll let you explain everything else. But, you know, I'm a silly American, can't pronounce your last name. Please. (laughs)
1: Well, um, yeah, I'm Tor. Uh, my last name is actually German. So okay. <laughs> so for me to pronounce it in Norwegian, I think I pronounced it wrong myself. I say Surke, <laughs> okay. but I think it's like Zuke or something like that. Okay, well, yeah. now we know. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and also my name, like Tor, is also a bit, it's like in Norwegian, it's Tor. Tor. Tur. yeah, yeah. Tor, okay. Yeah, you're pronouncing it just as Dusty from Between the Bird and Me does, <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> says it every time he walks past me. <laughs> tor. <laughs>
0: well, Leprous formed in 2001. I think I discovered you guys about 2009. What did you do? There's not a whole lot written about what you guys did before. You know, you you, you worked with a metal legend. You were kind of a backing band. But musical training, where'd you come
1: from? Yeah. Uh, I mean in 2001 when we started i was 15 uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah so I, I i just like picked up my first guitar um, like half a year before so we were i was just starting to play and einar who is the other uh, founding member of the current lineup uh, he was already in this like punk band uh, we were i mean we were just kids so we're like uh, this was his first band and I just started to play and he was like hey maybe you want to join this band and then we kind of changed a bit the direction of uh, what we were playing and then we renamed the band Leprous mm-hmm. and that's kind of why we're saying like this is like when we founded Leprous kind of so from then on you can probably imagine how it is when you're 15 just started to play <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of aim- aiming a bit too high when it comes to uh, your abilities, uh, but we just started right away to write our own songs, which were pretty much all over the place. Uh, uh, and then we were like, yeah, "I was." It was kind of a, like a hobby to begin with, but we never really set ourselves uh, kind of a goal or anything. We just, we never planned to not play in a band, <laughs> so we kind of we just kept on going. And uh, 2004, we recorded our first uh, like EP, uh, three songs. This was like a prog. We were like. At that point, we were starting to go uh, like more into the proggy. We, st- we started more like the metal band, <clears throat> and then we, yeah, a bit more proggy. Which of course meant that all songs needed to be really long. So uh, the EP w- complicated. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So so it was almost like half an hour. Uh, the EP, even yeah, though it was only three, three songs. songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's Silent Waters, which um, it was was the first EP, and then in 2006 we made our first like full length album uh, called Aeolia, um, which we sent uh, we sent it around to some labels and then after a while we got some pos- uh, like some feedback of someone that wanted to release it but at that time we had already um kind of made the the material for our next album mm-hmm. uh, and we weren't really i mean we thought like it was more like a demo kind of thing even though it was a full album and so our plan was to just record it again um uh, but then we didn't want to do that since we already had a new album. And then, yeah, so then we just recorded that instead and we released Tall Poppy Syndrome uh, in 2009. Um, and was that when you said that you. Yeah, of- yeah. A buddy yeah, of mine
0: said, you really need to hear these okay, guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and from 2009, we recorded a new album every second year. So in 2011, we released Bilateral. 2013, we released Coal. 2015, we released The Congregation. 2016, we had a live album based on like, yeah, all the albums uh, up, up until that, that point, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, except tall, tall Pop Syndrome. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we released Malina last year, mm-hmm. 2017. That's the latest album. <clears throat> and you can chart a, a
0: serious evolution in your music. Each album you guys, well, I guess from the sound of it, you grew not just with your musicianship and your chops, but your songwriting just un it seems like you're not trying to top yourselves you're trying to evolve yourselves
1: yeah that's right i mean um yeah we just i mean every second year when you i mean every process you're in in one album cycle it's kind of okay you make songs you record it you play it live and the last years we played very much uh like we've been touring a lot mm-hmm. uh and by doing all those things, um, you kind of you learn a lot every time, and then when you start then to make new songs, you can apply that. yeah, because then you kind of it, it would fall natural. I mean, it comes natural to us to kind of having evolved from the last time because I mean, the last two years a lot of things has happened, and yeah. just like recording an album, you discover so many things. Um, uh, so, and we kind of like we we like the fact that we are evolving and we want to evolve but we don't like deliberately uh like force ourselves to do something if we, if we don't feel it like uh, true to us or comes natural to us
0: like the recording of this album I read was a very you wanted it to be spontaneous you wanted to capture those sounds as you recorded them instead of later in the mix
1: yeah, yeah I kind of I mean th- that was of course like more of a deliberate thing but that that also came uh, as a result of the fact that since the last studio album we did the live recording uh, and by doing the live recording um I mean the album's uh, um has been like very like we made them in the studio like recording everything in layers uh, like one instrument at a time uh, but then on the live recording we realized that when we played together it could actually sound pretty good as well <laughs> because we played so much live um and especially those songs that we played so many times on like several tours um so many people were like actually the the live recording of this song sounds better than the studio recording Uh, and at least I I would say it it definitely sounds different because it it kind of as you said it captures the small mm -hmm. like faulty kind of uh, um, rawness that liveness yeah, and like the organic So, so what we were aiming for was a more organic sound on this album and so that's why we wanted to to like record a bit more live in the studio um we didn't record it together this time either mm-hmm. um but we recorded a whole lot more in the studio not necessarily having everything prepared before getting in the studio and just like reamping. um but uh, yeah so making an effort into like getting the um, yeah what, what kind of gives the gives the 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 to- like the sound uh a more um yeah natural feel and uh, and also we we turn down a lot of like things that we may have done in the past that kind of also camouflages a bit of the noise in the in the recordings like we turn down the gain on the guitars, which kind of also um, as a guitarist, it's a lot more difficult because you kind of have to play. Uh, I mean by turning up the gain You can kind of cover up uh, small uh, errors it Kind of in a way uh, it's difficult to explain But right. uh, you kind of feel it's a more honest sound When you have less gain Because you hear more of the direct uh, uh, sound from the mm-hmm. instrument uh, And I think it's uh, it's uh, kind of a challenge But it's also a very interesting um, interesting thing to do And I, I'm pretty sure we'll do more of that in the future as well
0: Well, that was going to be the question. Obviously, playing live affected how you recorded. Has that kind of bounced back into how you guys play that music live? Uh,
1: Well, yeah, I mean, especially to me, it's... um, I mean, when we recorded Malina, we wanted to have a lot of those sounds live as well. So so what definitely has been an impact on our lives, that is, I mean, what kind of... Um, like instruments or like what kind of pickups I use on my guitar to kind of get this specific tone. Uh, Before I wasn't really that like nuanced when it came to to the sound. I kind of found the sound that I thought, hey, this is cool. And then kind of just played, uh, (laughs) not varying that much between like different parts and everything. But also now we have a new guitarist, uh, Robin, Mm -hmm. Um, and he, um, uh, I mean, a lot of the things that he recorded uh, uh, on the album, um, I mean, we, I mean, he recorded some things, I recorded some other things. And when we play it live, maybe we want to double whatever he recorded. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of have to try to find the sound he has. And that's also kind of given me a a reason to progress as a guitarist and, and especially with my sound and um, yeah, and, and with my guitars, I, I use Aristides um, uh, guitars, which is um, a Dutch company, mm-hmm. which make their guitars out of uh, uh, like their own material called Arium. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and they're very cool looking. Yeah, they're really cool, <laughs> and they sound great. And the thing that I, I like so much about them is they... Um, they give me the option because I, I use a lot of the the coil split on those guitars, um, so I can kind of switch between having single coils and humbuckers. There's
0: a lot of customizing you can do.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of customizing, and that I can do while like playing, like from one uh, from like one riff to another, I can like change and kind of try to copy the because Robin is playing with the strat, and that's got a very unique the sound and he also uses a telecaster which is like um a very classic uh, yeah and like a twangy sound and i'm trying to like um, uh, cu- kind of to copy the way the sounds he has but with my aristides guitars instead mm-hmm. and it works really well and i think it fills out very well together as well and complements each other yeah it yeah, really definitely complements each other Now, you guys
0: have been very visual in the live show and in videos. I mean, when I met you here tonight, I remember seeing you in the shower in the Restless videos. So how how much of that was you guys? Because you've done some crazy things. You've had everything from, you know, showering with a fish to ballet dancers to some (laughs) violence to some drama. How much do you guys get involved in the creative process behind
1: those? Uh, Well very much yes. i would say <laughs> oh
0: so the shower was your idea
1: well actually uh, to be honest i i suggested hey maybe one of us could uh, because <laughs> and then of course since i was one suggesting it yeah well why don't you do it because then okay i guess <laughs> uh
0: That's your money where your mouth is
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i mean the thing uh, around that time uh, the bilateral um, uh, time mm-hmm. it was a, a lot about being kind of like surrealistic and but I mean, still giving a, an ex- expression, but giving people the opportunity to, to kind of interpret whatever you see on their own, but kind of, like, just add to the music some, like, uh, imagery and some, like, cool things happening and, like, wanting people to wonder what on earth is, right. <laughs> what did I just see? So we're, like, trying to have, like, five stories of people doing just some strange things. Uh, I, I don't really... Um, I mean yeah to just simplify a lot the the mm-hmm. process of doing this but I remember we were just like brainstorming like okay what kind of things could be like cool visual to do in this video like uh, mm, coming out of the swamp yeah like yeah yeah thing. I mean coming out of the swamp eating uh, like um yeah this bug yeah. <laughs> my dad <laughs> serving it on a silver plate uh, your dad yeah. <laughs> actually <laughs> And we're in my apartment, actually. Um, uh, it took a while to get the fish smell out of the shower. <laughs> and the, the scales. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Um, like the the bass player, he he juices a shrimp uh, right. sandwich. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> uh, yeah, so we were kind of like um, uh, a, a big part of that process, actually. Um, <clears throat> but
0: with all the videos?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, with most of uh, we also, like, co- collaborated a lot with the... Actually, the ones that made the first video is um, this company of a friend of ours uh, called Twitchy Films. Um, they made the, the video for Restless uh, and The Cloak. Uh, that was kind of also our idea to, like, be somewhere, like, very desolated. So we kind of rented this this uh, abandoned mine in Norway, which everything is, like, filmed there. But of course, uh, I mean, the of course, the 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 editing and everything is kind of... Uh, it's produced and edited and a lot of the ideas is kind of like <clears throat> adapted from the first discussion we had with the Twitchy films. Right. Um, and they also like, uh, of course, had a lot of ideas to what we would do. So I, I would say it's like the band and then Twitchy films that kind of... Collaborated. Uh, collaborated. But on the last album, though, we, we um, decided to go with... We wanted to try to have like... M- Several music videos, um, just to see kind of the impact that would make, Um, and the first video um, from the flame uh, that was also made by um, Twitchy Films. Uh, But then we just wanted to try to like see which other options we had. So, um, yes, we used uh, Kostin, uh, our visual designer, which makes a lot of our videos that we like visuals we use on stage. Mm Uh, we used him to make the um, video for illuminate um a lot of it was like filmed in romania actually actually i think everything was filmed in romania because we played in romania so we did all the footage there in the uh, on the festival we did there uh, and he, yeah he's romanian um <laughs> and the the last video uh, for stuck um was also with another um, um guy that uh, bored our drummer new so just yeah to see some different um, some different ways so, and and just because as you said I mean we've been a big part of it and we're not really like film creators yeah. we realize <laughs> so but uh, you have ideas yeah, and we have a lot of ideas uh, but it, it's still it's kind of nice to like just to, to vary it a little bit and also to have like the same evolution in our music videos as we have in our music to just yeah try different things not necessarily always go with the same uh, the same process every time <clears throat>
0: So, live show now. You did a a big live video. It looked like an epic production. How do you scale down those ideas for, like, you're an opening act tonight? So, how how do you get that show onto the stage?
1: Yeah, well, um, I mean, uh, we did a big uh, headliner tour in Europe in the fall with Malina. Uh, We also did, uh, like, a tour in Australia and Japan now earlier this year. Uh, But to kind of scale it down to an opening act, um, I mean... Uh, we 've brought raphael uh, uh, wine brown uh, on cello mm-hmm. which uh, is also which takes of, up a lot of space on stage it takes <laughs> a lot of space on stage definitely <laughs> but that's um, yeah i, I it 's definitely worth it I mean he adds a lot to the live uh, to the live expression and and when you say like how do we kind of adapt our new attempt to like be more organic? Mm-hmm. In the studio to our live the, uh, our live setting definitely by bringing him it adds a lot i mean just the cello and the, the it vulnerability the about sound, yeah, yeah it's just uh, yeah, it's uh, really an amazing uh, addition i think to the live uh, set so and that's actually something we didn't have on the live album so that's kind of a <laughs> actually an <laughs> another <upscale>. evolution <laughs> yeah an upscale from the live album to our now the supporter we have now uh, and also i mean what we're kind of scaling down is kind of both because of the um, the um, s- the space we have on stage and the amount of time we have to set up and pack down, and also of, co- of course like a budget thing, um, it's kind of like w- we don't bring as much lights as we do on the on our headliner tours. Uh, but we use our screens, we have our visual things, we have our like podiums, so we kind of have kind of um, a landscape on mm-hmm. stage where you can kind of um, yeah move around. We don't, really, we don't really, like, um, have a... We don't synchronize, we don't plan the, what we will do, um, like how we will move or whatever we'll do. We kind of just do that as it goes on stage. Um, so it's just nice to have some space to move on, um, I guess. Um, yeah,
0: because it's yeah. pretty limited landscape when you're the first guy.
1: Kind of, kind of. <laughs> uh, but still, I, I think uh, it's a lot better than I would kind of have feared. I didn't think we could... I, I wasn't sure if we could bring our screens or if we could bring our podiums or, uh, yeah, if we would just be, like, stuck in this really small uh, space. But, uh, yeah, and the tour has been really great so far. It's been – and it's really nice to see the fact that there's a lot of people meeting up, uh, like, from the doors open, uh, which kind of makes it all worth it for us because kind of the point for us to do a support tour in the States – is, of course, to build our, um, our... To get noticed. Yeah, to get noticed and to build our audience here in the States because we we love touring in the States. And, I mean, we did two headliner tours before ever doing a support tour, actually, <laughs> in the States, which is pretty strange... Um um, but now, when we got the offer to to go on tour with Between the Bird and me, because we we did the the tour with them a year ago with the Devin Townsend and mm-hmm. and them in in Europe, and found out that they were really awesome guys, and we got so well along with them. So, uh, so you're hitting
0: some places you don't normally hit.
1: Yeah, yeah, like Florida. I've never been to Florida. So, Welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> During uh, really
0: spring good. break. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see well, we... you were going to take a jog down to the beach, but we had an interview to do. And... Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, maybe you saved me from some uh, intense moments down at the beach.
0: Well, I, you know, this being a concert that's happening not far from the beach, it could be a little intense tonight in the venue, so who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, last night in Orlando, we're like in the middle of the, um, like the bar drinking district. It was pretty <laughs> intense there. A driver tried to sleep in the bandwagon uh, outside, but he, yeah... He couldn't (laughs) sleep for a moment. No, no, no. (laughs) So Uh, what is next for Leprous? Well, the next is uh, to just continue, uh, like finish this tour, of course. Um, Then we have a lot of um, like summer festivals Um, in the fall. uh, There's nothing official yet, so there's nothing uh, I could say. But uh, yeah. Keep your eyes and ears open. Keep your eyes and ears open (laughs) and maybe you'll see something you like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now,
0: I have to ask, as a fan of your music, um, as a radio guy, as a lifelong music head, I can usually get where something's coming from when I listen to a song or an album. I get the perspective or the musicality or whatever. Sometimes you guys come from, I don't know if it's because you're from Norway or whatever, but whether it's a vocal melody or a certain way you present the song, you guys seem to come from otherworldly places. What, where do
1: you get your inspiration? <laughs> well that's, that's an interesting question um well first of all i would have to say that um i mean uh, on the latest albums now it's been mainly einar doing the um, compositional work uh, he's the, the by far the, the main composer like 95% of uh, what's been on the last two albums he's made the when it comes to like the um, yeah the um, um, yeah, like all the compositions and the vocal lines and the um, yeah, the, the hook lines, yeah. uh, it's kind of... Uh, you guys
0: nail the hooks on the new album. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I, I could agree with you because I didn't really make it myself. So I can kind of, yeah, I totally agree. But really? Yeah. I, um, I mean, yeah. as I said, uh, I, not, I guess it's the guy you should ask. <laughs> Maybe he's out of this world. <laughs>
0: well, his wife flew in today to let everybody know. We met him outside, but he's busy.
1: Yeah, he, he's been busy today, yeah. Uh, which I kind of understand. <laughs>
0: understand it's totally yeah. understandable, and she yeah. picked the right place to meet the tour.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I showed my wife uh, the pictures from, I would, just did a walk by the riverside, like the river walk, uh, and she was, yeah, she was kind of uh, dreading that she didn't come. Uh, it's like it's Easter now in Norway, and it's... And it's a meter and a half of snow. Yeah, and, and like <laughs> minus uh, 15 degrees or something, Celsius, Uh <laughs> So, yeah, it's pretty pretty cold there. I think she would have enjoyed being here, (laughs) definitely.
0: Well, we'll send the show out to her tonight. I'm going to get this video or this audio on the radio, and let's get some bodies in the revolution live for tonight's show in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for taking the time as well, showing the the interest, and, yeah, for bringing us to Florida. (laughs) We really hope to be able to come back the next time we're on tour here. Please. Thanks. (laughs)